Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. Uh, my name is Dan, and with me, as always, is the very responsible, very staid, very British, very unenthusiastic Sarah. How are you, Sarah? I'm great. <laughs> I'm glad you're here to keep me in check. My ebullience and enthusiasm knows no bounds. Uh, yeah, I think we should put that on your review sheet, actually. Um, Dan, his ebullience knows no bounds. <laughs> Excellent. If I ever get a one-page poster that gets put up around the city, I'll make sure to include that. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of superlatives, uh, how's how's your favouritely named race, Turing and Rundfatz? <laughs> you can roll your R's. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how jealous I am. Say that again. No. <laughs> it was pure fluke. It, that was pure fluke. Um, <laughs> it's. I mean, I love this race. I, I went last year. Um, the gorgeous and wonderful Steph Wyman um, from well Matrix Prendas, uh, which was last year was known as, as Horizon Prendas, took me last year to this race, and it was lovely. It had. Oh, everyone was so kind. It's in Germany. It's really, 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 really well organised, and it's also very cunning. Yeah, it's organised to maximise spectators. So every day. The race rocks up at a different town, and that town is the start and finish town, and the race will also pass through it at least once in the middle. Clever. And they have, um, they have DJs, they have bands, they have drummers, they have brass bands in some towns, they have sausage stands everywhere, um, they have beer, it's sponsored by a brewery. But, but so bear, beer in mind, bear in mind everyone that that's Germany, so sausage stand doesn't necessarily mean what you thought it means, okay? I think it's only you that thinks it means something else. <laughs> well, that depends on what anyone thought it was to start with. It's... A sausage stand. It's a stand where you buy sausages. Indeed it is. Anyway, but so... <laughs> <laughs> with its sausages, with, its, with, with the smell of sausages combining the smell of liniment and the women's peloton, it's, it's lovely. It's an amazing race. And it's um, it's being completely dominated by specialised Lululemon. Yeah, um, Hanka Kupfernagel won the first the prologue, which is only about three three point three kilo, uh, kilometres. She's a really, really, really local girl, and she has a huge amount of fans out there. And you know, who all just turn out to see Hanka because she's you know she's local heroine and she's an amazing cyclist. But since, um, and it's been very, very German as well, actually. I mean, maybe unsurprisingly. So Hanka won the first, the prologue. And then stage one and stage two uh, were won by Ina Joko Tutenberg, also German. And then, of, of specialised Lululemon. And then stage three was also won by another specialised Lululemon rider, Trixie Warwick, mm. who's also German. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, it's been pretty exciting, so, though, seeing it, it bounce around, it, yeah. <laughs> it's lovely and it's it's got oh and it'll have and they'll also have been really funny i haven't seen any pictures but it's just you know every at the end of each day yeah the person who gets the sprint jersey gets um a jersey a jersey covered in oranges and lemons or lemons and limes or something it's insane uh, <laughs> rider who gets the most aggressive rider of the day gets a little keg of beer <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that you would get me to attack the break every fucking day. <laughs> it really well. Last year, I think Trixie Warwick won it every fucking day. But um, and then and then when they're um, on the when they're on the podium, instead of like the fizzy wine you get at other races, they get this glass of this very special, um, very dark German ale, German bitter. This is um, my favourite race in the world. I have never before considered gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> Mate, I like the I like the idea that if you could suddenly um if you could if you could have a little bit of surgery, you'd be able to outsprint Ina. I don't think it's that easy. Well, yeah, I w that was actually what I was going to follow up with. I mean, I know I ride a bike worse than a girl, so <laughs> maybe I maybe I could forego the surgery and just be allowed to enter anyway. I'm not trying to <laughs> not trying to disrupt anybody's you know overall career. I just <laughs> you just want that beer. I want no, the beer. Well, there's a simpler way, actually, because um, there's two ways. There's if, basically... you, if you tell me I could just buy it, I'm going to weep. No, 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 no. It's better than that, yeah. 
So there's two things, there's two ways that the riders approach the beer on the podium, yeah, actually three ways. One way is to drink it, yeah, and if you are like Judithan or someone who likes local, very strong German beer, you drink like anyone else's who doesn't want it. Yes. The second one is to make fantastic faces. <laughs> so Emma Pooley was the queen of this last year, um, just, you know, so you, you, you sip a bit and you make fantastic faces and the crowd goes wild and laughs at you, yeah? And the third way... And this is the way that you might like this. Oh, well, well, sorry. It just at number two. I would pay money to see Evie Stevens do that then, because <laughs> because that woman makes the best faces in the peloton. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. It would, you're right. Actually, Evie Stevens drinking Turingen beer. I think that has to be made. We will have to make that happen next year. But the third thing is, if you were um, Emma Johansson and Lizzie Armstead did this, and this is a very charming thing to do, is you take a little tiny sip of your beer. Hold it up to the crowd, and then you pass it down to a fan in yes, the crowd. Yes, and if that fan was always me, I would I would quietly slip money to you around the back of the stand after the ceremony is over. <laughs> but that's it, and it's yes, it's um, yeah, but it's lovely. I mean, it's it's just it's just such a local. It's got so much local character this race, but it's also um, you know very very you know imagine every stereotype about german organization and german efficiency yeah and then it's run by vera holfeld who is a ex-former bike rider herself very good fourth in the olympic games in 2000 i think it was but um yeah so you know so vera knows how to make a race that the teams love that fans love and and that riders love and it's just yeah it's just a lovely 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 race um currently um, so Hanka Kupfernagel rides for Russ Velo, but since her one win, since her win, it's being stomped on all over by specialised Lululemon, who are just <laughs> well, that that has been their modus operandi for most of the year. Yeah. So well, there is something even more interesting because Mariana Voss isn't racing this one, but Mariana's racing in Limousin and and the Tour Feminine in Limousin. It's I mean, to be honest, it's the B race of the of the week. Yeah, it's it's your um, I don't know what's that race that was going on at the same time as the Tour de France men's race, Poland or somewhere. It's like that. But Mariana Voss has turned up at Limousin, and I think she won today by like three minutes over the first two riders and eight minutes over the peloton. <laughs> and that's just the first stage one of four. So I think we can possibly guess how that race is going to end up. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor Mariana. Uh, just so much training so much training but I think to be honest it probably is and, and it, it, it's quite clever I mean it's good because it gets lots more attention for the race than it would have got otherwise having Mariana there but also it means that she can just basically ride it like she likes well it's actually also I, I mean I could be completely wrong about this because I think we've established pretty clearly over the last couple of months that I'm pretty retarded when it comes to knowing things about cycling um, but, but it's, it's possible that, um, you know, her being there actually also makes the race, um, that much better for the other riders in terms of lifting yeah. the overall level of attacking yeah. and tactics and yeah. things that yeah. you've got to yeah. do and try, you know, I, I can yeah. see that yeah. having benefit. Yeah. And, and that's an interesting thing about Mariana because, you know, there was the, you know, we've said this before, we've talked about this before, but the joke about, oh, Mariana, do you think you're killing women's cycling? Mm. <laughs> Mm. But actually, riders and teams say that's not the case. She makes them up their game. You know, she she makes you know that you have to be, you have to bring everything to every race, you know, and you've got to train hard and work hard. And it's not to say they wouldn't do that without Mariana, but it just gives an extra added incentive. Well, it is when you yeah, beat her. Yeah, exactly. To me, it's more the dynamic. It's not the, the um, you know, fact of her presence alone it's it's the fact that her presence means that that's another major factor that that forces you to change your plans and step away from what may have been a, a simple and, and traditional sort of approach and yeah. and look for that that as you say that extra thing that that yeah. might or might not work and see that's that's one of the the great things about sports based very much in in tactics um, is that you, you know, you're, you're forever risking everything by by yeah. trying something. You know, yeah. you can you can ride safely in the peloton, hope for the bunch sprint, and and you know, hope that you have the legs on the day, or you can try something different. You can yeah. go into the early break and hope that you make it stick, or you can try something different. None of these mm -hmm. strategies are safe. None of them are guaranteed to win. 
you know, it, it, it's always, always a risk. That's yeah. why yeah. it's so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it just... That's but, um, that's actually what I want to put on my review poster. I'm sorry, I have to. I just have to say, you know, Dan, so fucking cool. <laughs> I think we're going to end up with one of those posters that's like, um, you know, just nothing but lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of words. <laughs> exactly, and then at the bottom, one attribution, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm a narcissist. This is terrible. <laughs> Make this happen. It's got, it's got to be done. I'm just picturing Sydney plastered with um, Dan billboards. What a horrible thing to do to a city that I love. <laughs> oh. But I mean, it's been an interesting week, hasn't it? Quite apart from the racing. It has. There's been a, a few interesting things going on. Um, I've had a little bit of a, um interesting interaction with, with someone that I don't know on, on Twitter, which... Um, I'm now launching into explaining to everyone because <laughs> I'm so subtle like that. Um, oh. <laughs> I, I actually uh, spotted a link from Gabia about an article on outsideonline.com uh, called Why We Ignore Women's Sports. And I found it a very interesting read and I, I would recommend that, that people take a look at it. I mean, it's very US-based. Um, you know, it, it's got some interesting quotes that I, I don't think quite um, capture everything. But it, it does have a, a strong focus on um, on women's cycling as, as the prime example that they're using in this article to discuss things. And I found it very interesting. Uh, among a couple of points that, that I found very, very interesting, there was one about um, sponsors needing to be aware that... Um, and I think they gave the example of Peanut Butter and Co. Um, talking about how they budgeted a certain amount for sponsorship, but then needed to budget almost the same amount again for promotion because women's teams couldn't afford promotion. And I'll touch on that again in just a second. But the other thing that really stood out for me was they had a quote from Alan Paget, who is the founder, I believe, of uh, the company that created the Tour Tracker. Mm-hmm. And um, he his quote closes the article um, and says, basically, they're sitting on something huge. The question is, are they going to be able to find someone who can take on the role as league manager, take all of these beautiful, in terms of pure athleticism, cyclists, and sell them to the world? Mm-hmm. And that really struck a chord with me because it's very in line with where my thoughts have been going in terms of um, not so much necessarily setting up a league, but in, in terms of setting up a function that, that helps to facilitate interaction between sponsors and women's cycling teams and races and so on and so forth. And then the last thing is, and I'm going to approach this a little bit less specifically, that the article um, does delve into the, um, I think I'm going to say uncomfortable, um, and that is that is a personal projection, um, relationship between uh, sexuality and sexualization in women's sport and athletic achievement. Um, yeah. and, and I think more than anything that the article actually discusses or addresses, um, I think it, I value that part of it more for raising the issue than for anything it brings to it in terms of resolving it or, or uncovering underlying um, issues or, or causes for it. But uh, anyway, all of that said, outsideonline.com um, and why we ignore women's sports. It, I, I think it's an important read because it raises those those various things. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 get, I completely take your point, but I kind of had a really opposite reaction to you to that article. I just, it just, I found it very confusing. I don't think it knew what it wanted to say. Like at one point it says... Um, you know, that that at one point it says, well, one of the reasons that women's cycling doesn't say well is because cycling's all about power. And Kristen Armstrong is um, just can never get as many watts as Fabian Cancellara. And I'm like, well, that's the opposite of why I like women's cycling. <laughs> well, it, it's also really interesting. Um, and, and it is actually in terms of the notes that I was making as I was reading it, that was one of the things I actually noted. I'm actually quite yeah. glad you brought that up because I'd forgotten my, my recap. But... Um, is the fact that I think one of the things is, you know, and, and 
to their credit, women cyclists have been pointing this out for, for quite a while. And um, and actually, I remember in, in a conversation on Podium Cafe, um, Gabby pointed this out as well. Um, you know, why do we have to compare women cycling to men? They don't race the men, and there are different structures in terms of how long their races can go for distance-wise okay. and so on and so forth. So it's stupid anyway because they're doing something different. Yeah, and, and and as you said, I think you said a bit. I think it was you who was saying about you know a Tour de France stage. How they race it can make it a really different stage, can't it? It can be a very fast stage because they yep. just want to get to the hotel very quickly, or it can be a very very fucking slow stage because they're treating it as a recovery ride. You know, that's not. It's not about watts and power, and you know, you just have to yep. look at like the reactions to this year's tour to see that you know, it's not about being the strongest. People want something else. But the other thing I found very weird was the article. I was very confused by it. I was confused by its issue about racialization, actually. It was accusing us um, of racializing, um, us, the broader us, of racializing women's cycling. And I kind of don't, didn't get that at all because it's, yes, the majority of women's cyclists are road cyclists. You know, they're, 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 you know, majority of them are white. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that we're racializing it. Well, actually, that's that's probably what I was going to say. Is I I would I guess mentally I kind of glossed over that part, assuming that it was more of an issue um, in terms of the US experience. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I just didn't understand it myself. But and, and that could just be, as you say, it could just be cultural differences, man. <laughs> well, it, it could be. It could be something deeper than that. Um, but but truthfully, for, for myself, I mean, you know, when one of the primary issues that we're talking about, and, and the article itself did raise, is that across the board we're struggling to get attention for for the sport. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? I'll welcome the negative conversation because at least we're fucking talking about it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I suppose, I suppose my biggest issue about the whole thing was it's called, at the top, Why We Ignore Women's Sports. Mm. And there was this big assumption that we, the readers, ignore women's sports. <laughs> well, I think the thing is, though, that, that a lot of readers do. Um... A lot of them do, but that doesn't mean that to dismiss the people who don't, I think, is a mistake. As you say, better to talk about it than not to talk about it. But I, um, I think people should read it and then you know, see what they think, but I, I, I didn't, I wasn't as blown away as a lot of people, you know, a lot of other people I follow on Twitter were, so. Oh, yeah. my dear, you poor thing, we've worn you down. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to rant. We've, we've dampened your enthusiasm. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, but the interesting, the, the interesting thing for me, um, Following following my discovery and, and reading of the article, I, I fired off a few successive tweets about it, sort of saying, mm. you know, um, particularly about um, Paget's quote in terms of a, a league manager. I, I do honestly think that there's a, a real opportunity to create a function whereby someone or a small group of people take on responsibility for helping to um, facilitate, um, you know, finding potential sponsors or partners and and yeah. you know making them aware of opportunities with specific teams and and vice versa and and stuff like that to to really smooth the the sport out and i think that's a, a particular area in which um doing something differently may actually help the sport across the board um rather than this this cutthroat um male model where the the you know big matt drops out of garmin's plans at the last minute and winds up going over to Francaise de Jeu and, um, and Chaos Ensues. Mm. As much as I love Chaos Ensuing, it's one of my favourite <laughs> things. Uh, anyway, um, I got a response from a guy, Zuri the Engineer, on Twitter, who I don't know, but that's a great name. Zuri, thanks. Um, I'd <laughs> love to know more about what kind of engineer. Um, <laughs> and particularly if you've built a bridge that I've ridden over, that would be really cool. Um, but he asked, well, what can, what can we as fans of women's cycling do more than social media and maybe giving some cash? Mm. And I was like, oh my fucking God, let me tell you, there is so much. Um, although it's hard to get that tone of voice on Twitter, complicated hashtagging is involved. Um, 
You sounded much more traditionally Australian then for a minute as well. Traditionally Australian. (laughs) (laughs) And you think we don't have a problem with racialism in the sport. Um, Come do your do you do, do a Cadell do do a Cadell Evans impression for me? Oh, good God, no! I Say res- don't 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 tread on my dog. I, I respect myself too much, <laughs> and and I'm afraid of Cadell. <laughs> a lot of anger in that tight little body. <laughs> so anyway, Zuri the engineer. <laughs> oh my God, you squeaking! <laughs> Um, so I, I actually wrote a list of, of various things that, um, that we can do. Um, so number one, go to fucking races. (laughs) Cause if there's a race on there, you should go to it. And that's just true. Yeah. Look, I get it. I I've been to races and I know that there's a certain trade off. You're standing on the side of the road and it's really hard to know what's actually going on and blah, blah, blah. Fucking deal with it. Technology is getting better all the time. Soon that's not going to matter. Shut up. Go to races. Um, (laughs) Because they're really fucking cool. It's a lot of fun. And go with some mates. And particularly if you're in Europe or going to Europe or um, can teleport to Europe or something like that, (laughs) you can pretty much buy beer at all the races. So go buy beer at a race. Oh, but mate, mate, you see, I love, I love that idea in principle, but in practice, money, man. <laughs> money. Standing on money. the side of the road doesn't cost money. Yeah, but you do have to actually get to the side of the road first, don't you? Like, you know, you have to kind of get on a Euro, get on a train to London and then get on a Eurostar and then get on a train to Aldenada and then, do you know what I mean? And then find somewhere to stay because it's the middle of the night and, you know, it, it's... It's yeah. Anyway, I'd love it. I'd, I'd love to. And yeah, or basically, let's blame the Belgians. <laughs> the Belgians aren't going to enough races. They should be going to triple the races for you and me. Again, again with the racialism. I'm beginning to see a, a, a pattern here. Wow. Um, yes. Okay. Fair point. But that's what I'm saying. If it's near yeah, you, though, right. go to it. When when there is something on, you know, like I went to uh, Worlds in Geelong. And oh. for those of you who don't know, Geelong's nowhere fucking near where I live. It's, <laughs> it, it, it's basically, um, actually, I should have thought of this earlier and prepared it because it would have been really cool to list. But I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that it's something like a France next to Germany, next to, you know, Austria, next to Italy, next to whatever, away from me, you know. <laughs> Like, it's several countries away if we were in Europe. <laughs> okay, but, so... But so, yeah, the point yeah. being is that so, for so here... Once we, got past the, once we got past the chip on the... The old chip on the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. But the, the point is, from here, you know, yeah. it's close enough that, yeah, I, God damn it, worlds aren't going to come to Australia again, maybe ever, um, but definitely not for a while. And so, one, I'm not going to get a chance to do it again, but two... I, I want it to be a good and fun experience for the riders, the teams, the organisers, and I want people to know that, that you know, it, it's worth putting races on. So, yeah. for a start, if there is a race on near you, go to it. Go to <laughs> it. And also, you know, it's an opportunity to interact and to, to meet people. I stood three metres away from my favourite Australian rider of all time at the start of... Um, the Skeldapri in 2010, Stuart O'Grady, and I, yeah. I literally couldn't talk. I, <laughs> I kept taking photos. He ended up giving me a bit of a, a glare at one point because I was kind of, yeah, I, I, I had well gone into, you know, that guy's just kind of spooky territory. <laughs> After the race rolled out, my friend turned to me and said, you were like a, a little excited schoolgirl. And I was like, I know. <laughs> I know. I need to go sit down for a while now. Can we just stop on this bench, please? Um, but I mean, but, yeah, but I, I, you don't I mean, get that if you don't go. 
Yeah, and I met. I mean, I went to um, the, I went to nationals. I only went to nationals because so, this lovely guy Simon gave me a lift, and then um, Steph Wyman and Matrix Prendas put me up for the night. You know, it's like the power of Twitter got me to nationals. Thank you, power of Twitter, mm. because it would have cost like three hundred quid to get there. Yeah, yep, yep. from Bristol to York, which is you know, probably just down the road in Australian terms. That's probably where you'd go to just to kind of buy a new pair of shoes or something. But it's, it's yeah. But I met this, you know, I met this guy, Dave, who I follow on to, who follows me on to, who was, we talked to on Twitter. You know, I met another lo- lovely guy, Dylan. It was just, you know, we met these people, these new friends from standing on the race and having this moment of, oh my God, I'm a pony, you know what I mean? Or, oh my God, Sharon Laws. And exactly. just having the same rants that you have on the internet, but in real life. Exactly. <laughs> and see, this is the other thing is that people, we're, we're, we're approaching a rapidly closing cultural window, okay? We're, we're about to transition from that moment where you're part of a select and exclusive club that gets direct and immediate <laughs> access to, to riders because they're riding on passion and we're following on passion and we're all in this together and yeah, 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 to I knew them when before they got popular and they were still cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, that, and that's yeah, that's what's yeah. going to happen. We're about to pass through that window and then you're all going to be sort of a little pissed off because women's cycling is suddenly the coolest sport in the world. Except that <laughs> it's actually always been the coolest sport in the world. It's just now everyone's realized it. Yeah, yeah. And that happened with track in Britain. You know, we have this incredible track, smugness. Track was never the coolest sport in the world, dude. <gasps> Mate. Have you ever, honestly, one time we're going to have to, I don't know how, you're in Australia, I'm in the UK, but we're gonna, I'll take you to a track, to a track meet, because it is just phenomenal. The excitement, the noise, the people, the instant friendships, it's just, there's, and, and because, you know, short attention span me, so lots and lots and lots of races in a really short amount of time, and you eat pancakes and buy beer and drink beer. Okay, maybe you should have led with that. <laughs> No, I, I, I do have to confess that I bring track up on purpose now just to get you going. Brilliant. Honestly, <laughs> Any, anyway, so, so go to races. That's that's actually point one on my list. Yep. So this list could take a little while. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to run out of time. <laughs> no, never. We we don't we don't go on too long at all. <laughs> You're never late for work. Never. God. Oh shit. My boss is. No, he's not listening. Let's. Oh, good God! Um, all right. So, number two. Next thing. Um, read the articles that are there. You know, um, and and uh, this is part of why. Yeah, I want you to go to Outside Online because, uh, at the very least, I don't really care if you agree or disagree with their their article. You know, they've got comments there. Tell them they're a bunch of idiots. That's fine by me. I'm quite okay with telling people they're idiots on the internet. That's pretty much what it's for after porn. So, you know, go for it. But read them. Click things. You know, let people know that you've read them. Retweet them if they're good or email them to friends or, you know, write a blog of your own saying that was so shit and here's why. But do that because the the one big thing that the internet has done in terms of media and marketing is it counts everything. Every <laughs> fucking thing gets counted now. And it's changed the, the industry incredibly. So, you know, we went from um, in, in mass media days talking about circulation numbers and um, broadcast footprints and, and, you know, this many million people sit within and this many tuned in based on a survey of, of this couple of thousand of people and yeah. blah, blah, blah to, no, that's not good enough. We want to know the actual fucking number. And that's what <laughs> we have now. So click the fucking link, read the article, you know, and, and but that, I mean, that's, that is a bit of my rant as well, though, because, you know, I'm, you know, I, I, I've been writing things for ages and you kind of feel like, you know, so, sometimes it's the same people going, oh, this is such a good thing or this is such a bad thing. And, and that's the thing is, you know, put it out there, just make it that little bit bigger because yeah. the, the, there are two things. One it's about getting word out and, and encouraging other people to, to click it and read the story and get the insight and, and stuff like that. But two, all of that goes back to the advertisers, you know, yeah. and, and when we're, we're scrambling for money in the sport. And, and I should actually pause for a moment here and clarify and say, when I say that we're scrambling for money in the sport, it's actually both sides of this coin. 
there is a real chicken and egg issue in terms of media coverage of of Mm -hmm. women's sport and women's cycling specifically in that you know the argument goes oh well we don't send anyone to cover it because no one reads it and then Mm -hmm. people go well we don't read it because you don't cover it and we go round and round fucking stop the merry-go-round people read what's (laughs) there make it obvious and if it's not there this is my third point fucking ask for it you know (laughs) if, if 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 your favorite site or um, magazine or, or whatever has beautiful coverage of, of you know, flesh wool on, wonderful. And if they don't mention the women's race, send a letter to the editor yeah. and tell them yeah. about the women's race in the yeah. comments. You know, and you don't have to be aggressive and rude about it. I mean, that's my style. I like it. Drop the word fuck in if you can. But if you can't, then just, just do the job for them. Oh, yeah, the men's race race was amazing, but I loved the the final attack in the women's race when Evie and Mariano, you know, are, are going for it. It was it was incredible. I wish there'd been live video. You know, tell that story, make it obvious to people that that there is an audience for it. That's the next step. See, I, I'm trying to go from you know things that are actually pretty easy to do to the the harder and bigger things. Um, so yeah, read the articles that are there. Tell the publishers that you've read them. And mm-hmm. and contribute where there are gaps. Point the gaps out, you know, and, and fill them if you can. Just, you know, it doesn't have to be the whole article, but drop in a comment or two. Then we move into um, an extension of that, which is contribute. So, uh, yeah. for example, at Podium Cafe, Monty and your good self have done a wonderful job of this very thing. Uh, but there, there may be, it, it's possible that there are other cycling websites on the internet. It's, I don't know. <gasps> Really? It's, I've heard a rumour. I don't want to think about that, Dan. That's quite scary. I've heard a rumour. Um, and and I've, I've heard that there's a way of, of finding them if you go to a site called Goggle. Um, oh, cool. yeah. Is that like beer goggles? Yes, yes. You have a couple of beers and then you goggle things. Um, it, <laughs> and then you go, then you tell people to fuck off on cycling sites. <laughs> exactly. It's, it sounds like a sex thing and it probably is a sex thing, um, but it should be fun. Uh, but yeah, so contribute. But it's not just writing things. I mean, um, that's probably the first thing I think of because I, I go that way. But, you know, um, when you've been to the race and you've taken your camera and you've taken lots of photos, share your photos. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. if you make a video, um, make a video on YouTube. Tag it with, yeah. the, with the race name and things. Tell people about it. Send it around. Trust me, we'll, uh, we'll give things plugs and... and, and Follow along, so you know, go for it. And then the next thing, obviously, and and I've actually left this a little bit later because I do recognise that while conceptually it's one of the simplest and easiest things, it is a bit harder because you know we're not always in the market all the time. But yeah. buy sponsors' products, <laughs> but or at least or at least tell the sponsors that you're going to buy the products, and then don't buy them, and they'll never know. Well, no, no. When you're going to buy something in a, a relevant market. Choose the yeah. choose the sponsor product, but then uh, um, yeah, do make it clear to the sponsor that this is why you chose their product. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I was opening a new savings account a couple of years ago, and I actually ended up opening a Rabobank account, and I <laughs> I sent them a detailed um, note saying you know the reason I actually chose you over this, and I listed two other banks is because of your ongoing commitment to cycling at every level, men's, women's, and juniors, and. Yeah. Um, you know, they must have thought you were insane. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure the Australian branch went. We we fucking do what? So, you know, it probably didn't didn't mean much to them. But the point is that um, for for sponsors, and this goes back to what I was saying about everything being counted. You know, the the key term is return on investment, and they yeah. they look at well, we've put up this amount of dollars. How do we know that we're getting value back out of it? And you know, there's a certain premium that you place on awareness and a certain premium that you place on other things, but every little bit of evidence of someone actually buying a fucking thing yeah. Um, yeah. is is really important. And, you know, there are there are some sponsors that are more accessible than others. Um, Lululemon is a great example uh, for people who are not me because I don't, I don't really fit into their... their um, Target what? demographic? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> 
That's the one. Yeah, I, I, I buy it. This is the other funny thing, isn't it? Is we, you know, we talk about this a lot. That you know, when am I ever going to be able to buy quick step flooring? Or um, you know, uh, I loved it when Silence Lotto, when it was Silence Lotto, sure. and Predictor Lotto. You know, if I ever bought a pregnancy test, it was going to be Predictor. Fair enough. Fair Except enough. for the fact that you can't get them in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it is it is one of those slightly hilarious and true things is that sponsors aren't always, you know, the the um, best fit, and that's fine. But you know, it is always sort of taking that that moment, that crime of opportunity, um, when it presents itself. You know, a Honda may not be the best car for you, but you know, you should at least check it out. Or, or you could buy a Prendas, you know, buy a jerk, buy a pair of socks from Prendas. You know what I mean? It's yep. like, it, it, yeah, it works. You know, or I mean, you know, I was, I was just about to change my phone contracts, and I was totally going to get HTC, and then they pulled out the team. <laughs> <laughs> and it, actually, it works the other way because I will never, ever, ever buy a Garmin Satnav after what they did to their women's team. Yeah, like never, 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 never. And, you know, I'm never, I'm just never going to do it. And I'm never going to buy an HTC phone because the bastards destroyed my team. <laughs> well, um, apart from perhaps um, directing your punitive ire in slightly the wrong direction because the sponsors may or may not have had that much to do with yeah, the, yeah. The, the team decisions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, no, you're right. Um, yes, so uh, we we're we're running out of time today, my dear. So, <laughs> oh, I, uh, I, I'm not even finished. <laughs> we've got we've got a lot more to go. Hang on, let me let me just whip through the rest of this list. Um, I promise so, I won't interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> no, please do. So next thing, tell us your crazy ideas. I mean, yeah, I I have crazy ideas. I haven't even got to my crazy idea yet for this week, and that's a good one. Um, <laughs> But, you know, I can't be the only crazy person in the world who likes women cycling. So, you know, give us your crazy ideas. Share them. Try and make them happen. You know, all sorts of really cool shit happened because someone had a crazy idea. Once this dude went, you know what, we should fucking go to the moon. And everyone was like, why would we go to the moon? You can't breathe there. And he's like, because it'd be cool. And they were like, ah, you're an idiot. And he's like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do it anyway. And then he got elected president. So, you know, that's... <laughs> possibly revisionist history but you know who knows <laughs> so you know think of something crazy and cool to do and then let's do it uh then you know use your own connections and networks and i've touched on this before but i really do think this is true you know a lot of us go through our day-to-day -day lives not really thinking about the the people that we know and how easy it may be to you know put two people in touch with each other who can help with something yeah um yeah. and yeah. It happens. It happens all the time. Um, and, you know, it can be really, really simple things. I'm helping um, uh, uh, an acquaintance of mine at the moment write some marketing materials because I have some experience with that. And I've yeah. asked another friend of mine who does graphic design work to help um, do a bit of a polish on some of the design pages. And, you know, both of those are actually quite simple and, and don't take a lot of time, but could potentially make a, a reasonable difference to what this person is trying to do. We all have connections like that. We all can do things like that. So, you know, contribute where you can, but be aware of opportunities. You know, that's the thing. Just mm -hmm. think about it. And when it comes up, act on it. Uh, then, if you have a business opportunity and you don't know how to get in contact with a team... Get in contact mm -hmm. with us, and we'll put you in contact with a team. <laughs> All right? I, yeah, I kind of find it quite interesting that people couldn't get in contact with a team since there is this thing called goggle, I've heard. True. <laughs> but yes, absolutely. I mean, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's but, easy. But it's one of those things that people may not know how to go about it or, or maybe they, they think it might work, but they don't know who to talk to or whatever. So, you know, again... Put put it out there if you're interested. You know, float an idea. It doesn't cost much to to ask. And um, yeah. you know, the worst that's going to happen is someone says thanks but no thanks. On the yeah. other side of it, if you run a team and find yourself in the highly implausible and semi hilarious situation of being overfunded, <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's say you've secured your funding for next year or whatever, and you've got a bit of an overrun and and you actually had sponsorship negotiations going on with someone or, or whatever don't let that lapse let's all make the peloton better pass yeah. them on to someone else yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. let's yeah. let's yeah. share and if you don't know another team again ask us we'll tell you who they are <laughs> it's perfectly all right perfectly all right yeah. 
but and it's, and it's, and it's Steph, and this is um, Steph Wyman, um, your crush, wrote a uh, a response, uh, not a response, but he wrote a kind of piece following on from that um, outside piece, where he was say he was talking about actually one of the problems is that you've got a lot of you've got a lot of small teams like this is about the small teams not about the big proteins but a lot of small teams who are more interested in beating the other small team next to them than they are about their own aspirations and i've seen that you know i've seen that from some of the british you know from some of the british teams they're much happier about you know coming third but someone else came fourth than they are about their own stuff you know about 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 trying to get up a level mm, mm. it's really negative and really odd but you know, it's it's a it's a strange, it's a kind of strange thing, and I kind of, yeah, I kind of feel like yeah, that's that that you know, just turn it into a positive thing, man. Ignore the politics, you know, just 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 look look to the look to the exciting stuff. Look upwards, you know. Don't don't look sideways. Look upwards, and that's you know, help helping out other teams and other people. Is, I mean, it's part of the ethos of women's cycling, isn't it? You saw, uh, you know, I think it was Hanka Kupfernagel um, was was having a real trouble in the Giro, and the R Drink team helped her. Mm. And then had um, another rider, I think it was um, it, it was it was Lucy Martin, I think, from R Drink, whose bike broke, and she was by the side of the road, and the team car was up ahead following Emma Pooney, and she was fucked. And um, Christelle Ferrier Bruno from uh, High Tech had mm-hmm. had come out of the race because she was injured. And she gave um, she gave Lucy her bike. Yep. You know, and that's like that's really nice. That's a nice. That's a really really lovely thing. So. Mm-hmm. And and these are things that um, we want to to encourage and grow as as values and and regular actions. But also because I honestly and and very firmly believe that um, you know if if I'm running a team, I don't want to be. A, a team that was doing it harder than me, that that struggled yeah. a little bit more, that had slightly fewer opportunities, and for you know one sponsor more could have been, you know, I want to beat the best fucking team. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I want. I don't want to be the best team. I want to beat the best team. Yeah. That's yeah. that's yeah. what yeah. I want. You know, that's what competition is, and and I welcome competition. You know, and and that sort of goes back to the industry that I work in too, which is, you know quite similar in that in in technology businesses they're incredibly competitive but there's also a really sort of collegiate atmosphere where um you know someone else comes along and starts doing something very similar and you're like oh cool so how are you doing it you know and what are you doing that's different and what are you doing that's the same and oh that's really interesting and then you go back and and steal as much of that idea as you can and and Mm -hmm. so on and so forth but it's real competition and and that's the point you don't want to fetter the competitiveness um you want to to make it better for everyone and Mm -hmm. also on a human level you want this playing board as as um open and generous as it possibly can be so that everyone can play you know i i want you know and it goes back to things that we've discussed previously yes i i think we need a, a minimum wage in um, the the top tier of, of women's teams. I think mm-hmm. we need uh, better and more stable funding and representation for the sport and so on and so forth. But all of these things, you know, none of these things exist in isolation and they all come from the, the entire environment being more stable and open and supportive. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. these are the things that we have to do. So anyway, now we're on to my last point. And this one <laughs> is the one that crosses into crazy idea of the week territory. Okay. So, um, but it's also really fucking exciting and, and I think is going to be absolutely amazing. All right. First of all, everyone who owns an iPhone, put up your hand. Wankers. Um, <laughs> secondly, there is a really, really exciting new, well, newish company called Vyclone. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cyclone, but with a V instead of a C <laughs> at the start. Um, who are doing some really cool stuff with, with phone-based video. Now, I had this idea a little while ago and um, mm-hmm. was, was exploring creating something almost identical to what these guys have done. Um, the cool thing for me is that I had the idea because I was trying to problem-solve the whole issue of getting video of women's races, and I was like, <laughs> everyone's got a phone and it has a camera in it, and if we could just stream that video and then patch it all together, we'd have the race, and that would be really fucking cool. 
Mm-hmm. Well, these guys have made that system for me, so I don't have to waste any of my time making that system. I just have to buy an iPhone and then go to a race. And <laughs> as we've already established, we're all going to races all the time now. So, um, you know, remember, number one, everyone, go to races. Yes. So um, let's let's make 1B or 1, 1A, I guess. Go to races and take your fucking iPhone. <laughs> you wankers. Um Hopefully they'll be releasing uh, an Android version soon or, okay, so, or something. So once you're there with your iPhone, there I am at my hypothetical race yep. with my hypothetical so, iPhone. So they have this cool little app that basically um, you can record about a minute at a time, which is enough to to get sort of every every bunch as it flies past, sort of thing. <laughs> and what it will do is it'll tag the GPS data of where your phone's located and relate mm-hmm. it to any of the other phones that are along that event. And, how, how, does it, then, how does it know that they're at an event, though? I mean, because, say, for example, you're at a race and the other side of the block from you, there's, I don't know, um, <laughs> something else that people video on their phones going on. <laughs> how does it know Hobo sex in a park. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've never, I don't know. No, people don't video things like that at all, ever. <laughs> I was I was thinking more about you know people videoing themselves gurning, but you know I'll go for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, how does it know to tie us up to that piece of race footage? All right, rather? so so there's there's a couple of cool things that they do. Um, at the moment, it's based around closed venue stuff, so you know concerts um, and right. and you know um, arena matches and stuff like that. But um, you can well presumably there'll be there'll be opportunity over time to create um course based events um yeah. that that will do it but the cool thing is that it already has this function where you just tag your video with uh, basically a, a tag so jiro mm. don or flash you tag it with or, a tag or, <laughs> i know it's weird it's so <laughs> so counterintuitive to tag with a tag but you know <laughs> people will adapt i'm sure um, and, and it'll, it'll pull everything else that's available with that same tag from that, that same, you know, uh, all relative time and, mm-hmm. and clip it all together for you. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you can then access all the footage and cut together your own version. That's very cool. It's that's really, cool. really, really, really fucking cool. I, I cannot overstate how fucking cool it is. Like it's so, it's it's six fuckings worth of cool, <laughs> at least so maybe actually, more. You're actually going to have to get an iPhone just so you can play with it, mate. If someone wants to give me an iPhone, I'll play with it. Um, otherwise, I'm waiting for the Android app. Oh, mate, mate, you know what? Well, maybe then, maybe that's what we should actually be asking for. You know, if someone wants to buy you an iPhone and send me to races. <laughs> no, fuck that. That's cheaper fuck to send that. me to races than it is the Australian. No, I'm not going to ask people to waste their money on me. Waste your money on things that are worthwhile. Buy yourselves an iPhone and go to races. Because we can't do it with one phone. We need more than one phone. So, you know, but the point is that this is, this is a new company. They've just had their official launch this week. Um... But I'm really excited because I think this is technology that will, I honestly think, will give us the opportunity to revolutionise the recording and broadcasting of women's races. Um, mm-hmm. This is exactly what I was touching on last week when I said, you know, fuck it, I'm sick of waiting for big businesses to do it for us. Let's do it ourselves. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Exactly. Swanies do it and team team support well, and, and do it. That's the thing that excites the shit out of me is that so many teams are already doing this stuff. That, you know, fuck, fuck giving me an iPhone, someone just come up with a couple of thousand dollars and let's give every team half a dozen iPhones. Yeah. They're at the races anyway and they're all doing their own version of coverage and I don't want them to stop doing that. But the cool thing yeah. is we could then weave it all together into one big masterful, here's Turing and Rundfahrt, you know, completely encapsulated day by day. How, <laughs> it would be so fucking cool. <laughs> this, this, I swear to God, this technology is going to revolutionise the way we understand race broadcasting. I swear to you, it will. If I could buy shares in this company right now, I would. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not kidding. And I think if you're a team and you're at that point where you're negotiating with people or starting to talk to people, you need to talk to these guys. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. to find a way to do 
anything with them. You're not going to be able to get money out of them, I don't think, because they're, they're too early stage as a startup, and that's fine. But you need to partner with them. You need to plan yeah. race coverage with them. You need them to, you know, the, cycling brings a lot to these guys anyway in terms of potential exposure and, and branding and, and stuff like that for their products. So don't think this is a one-way street. They ha- they stand to gain a hell of a lot from it as well. Um, and, and I think that's one of the other things that... Going back to the whole media equation um, and sponsorship equation for, for women's cycling is it's very easy to convince ourselves that because the sport doesn't get a lot of attention at the moment that it doesn't hold as much value. That's fucking bullshit, all right? Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it really is. Women represent um, over well over 60% of the decision-making power in large consumer purchases. Mm. Well over. They are by far the most dominant um, household budget decision making demographic that there is and they are by and large ignored and any way to connect and relate to them for an advertiser and for a sponsor yeah. is incredibly valuable yeah, yeah, yeah. the product that women's cycling has is exciting it's empowering it is full of nuance and intelligence and it brings a passionate and engaged base to it Women's cycling has a lot of value to offer to a sponsor. And if you are looking for sponsors and you're struggling to tell that story to them, get in touch with me and I'll help you tell it properly. Because for fuck's sake, people, we all should be getting more money into the sport and it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like I should give you stand up and give you a standing ovation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did, I... That's your crazy idea. Of the, it's another crazy idea that might just work. I mean, I, I applaud you, sir. I well, take my hat off. <laughs> I have to. I have to give full credit to the guys at, and and girls and and midgets and whoever else was at, involved at Biclone. Just for the record, I don't know if guys, girls, or midgets were involved at Biclone, but whoever was, um, you know, they built the product. But I am incredibly excited about it, and I encourage everyone with an iPhone, you wankers, to. Um, <laughs> to get their hands on that app and start playing around with it. And um, I am actually really, really keen to see where that goes. So, yeah. Um, cool. Well, I mean, there's going to be shed loads of stuff this week, isn't it? I mean, we start the Olympics next weekend. Oh, oh my God, it's going to be beautiful. Mm. And, you know, and, and there's still, a, I think, a week to indoctrinate you into the joys of track. You will love track by the end of the Olympics. I was at the gym the other night, and the news ran a piece on Anna Mears arriving in London and, um, and did a, a bit of a beat-up beat of renewing the old hostilities with Pendleton and stuff, and, and I thought of you fondly. <laughs> well, by the end of by the end by the end of the Olympics, you'll be thinking of Anna Mears fondly too, because she is awesome. Anyway, but yes, yeah, so we'll we'll talk about all that next week. Excellent, excellent. Well, you have a lovely day in Australia. I'll try, and uh, you have a great night's rest, I guess. Sweet, <laughs> in sweet, sweet dreams of an iPhone and uh, an unlimited frequent flyer pass or something like that, uh-huh. I guess. Oh, that was heaven. Heaven, Mm. heaven, 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 heaven. All right, well, I'll see you soon. Cool. Take care, (laughs) mate. Bye. Bye.